0: Hi there. Hey, Bob Agno. How are you? Doing great, Elliot. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So today we join our our fellow listeners. Um, I don't know if we're listeners, but the folks out there in the world of podcasts to talk about the cloud. Um, So for those that are listening, let me welcome you to the inaugural episode of Two Guys in a Cloud. Um, At the moment, you're listening to the two guys. I'm I'm Elliot Barrett and joined by Bob. Bob Agno. Bob now yes, and together we are the two guys, uh, and we are going to be talking in in this podcast over, hopefully, many many sessions about the cloud and all the many different layers of the cloud, um, not like an onion, but you know, just all the many different facets of the cloud uh, that really is is permeated today's world, the economy, and the landscape of today's technology and. Really, there is a tremendous amount to talk about, and um, I'm looking forward to these conversations. And so, you know, kind of our goal with today's episode is to really lay out some of the things that we'll be talking about in all of our many future episodes and and just to give you a sense for who we are and and why we're here. Um, So, you know, maybe, Bob, I'm thinking kind of the first thing we could do is just some intros. Does that sound good?
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Now, just to level set here, we're, we're not doing a weather podcast, right? This is about technology?
0: It, it, yeah, you know what? Wow, really good call. Yeah, so um, no, this is all about technology and nothing about the weather, unless we're talking about a weather site that is, you know, powered oh. by cloud technology. That's right. That's right. makes sense. The there. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so, I, happy to so, do
1: a quick introduction. Yeah. Um, my name is Bob Agno. I've been um, in the technology field uh, longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, spent a, um, 16 years at Microsoft, uh, been a cloud seller there, worked in compliance, and also led uh, some global accounts. So I have a long history in the technology field, and I'm working at Insight right now to leading the cloud economics program. So excited to talk with you all about uh, things that are going on in the industry best practices, areas where you can save money, and just being smarter about the cloud as a whole. So, look forward to our chats.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my hand, I'm Elliot Barrett. I, too, I have been in this space longer than I probably should talk about. But, um, you know, my journey has actually been in the orbit of Microsoft. So, never having worked directly for Microsoft, but working for um, you know, a handful of just fantastic organizations in the technology space, uh, in some cases in the consulting side, um, in some cases in the integrator side. Um, Today, I'm at at Insight as well. Uh, And, you know, my responsibilities at Insight really are very focused on Microsoft and the cloud as it relates to Azure. But of course, our world really transcends more than one platform these days. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a career that's really helped me get a perspective on uh, how today's technology really helps not just business but our world move forward in some some really phenomenal ways and, and really beginning to appreciate like we've talked about, you know, the the economic as well as the, you know, technical and process oriented parts of, you know, moving forward so um with that you know i i guess that really kind of teases up to talk about why we're doing this podcast uh you know and and I, I imagine both you and i have different reasons for doing this podcast uh i you know i know you know i i have found that today there's all these different ways for us to communicate out you know our thoughts and to share thoughts and to kind of build a, a forum for us to learn and Um, It just occurs to me that the podcast is a great opportunity to really pull people together in many different ways. And to have just sort of a fluid conversation, you know that 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 would be where I would start with this is that i'm you know i'm I'm a little bit fatigued going to websites and seeing snippets from people uh, and little comments here and there and not really hearing a full dialogue and I think podcasts give us an opportunity to have a complete dialogue, an interactive experience that's more than just one or two sentences um, so that's actually one reason why I like this format um, and and really just you know behind that is just a great deal of passion in terms of a part of our world that I think is just doing some tremendous things. Um, but Bob, I don't, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on all that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way you do, Elliot. I, I would echo your points and say there's a lot of cloud confusion out there, and people not really understanding what the public cloud means to them. Is it a way to save money? And does it make sense for their business? Um, I'm going to be dating myself a little bit, but I, I think about um, when the dot coms was happening. And everyone was wondering, you know, do I need a website? Do I need a .com? How is it going to make me money? Does it make sense? Um, it's very similar type of fear for many people on what what makes sense in the cloud. What workload should I have it? Should my email be on it? Which has now become pretty much a standard thing. It's hard to believe that Microsoft Exchange is mainly gone with many of our customers now, and everyone's using Office 365. So that shift has been happening probably over the last 10-plus years of people moving to the cloud. So. You know, are these decisions sound? Are we investing in the right places? So we're going to address all those different topics and talk about them in ways that hopefully it makes sense to you and makes sense to your ears so that, um, you know, we can have a dialogue. And hopefully we'll, in future sessions, be able to, you know, maybe take some comments from you or questions um, and really kind of go deep into some areas that maybe you're thinking about and they're important to you right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. Actually, it actually brings up a really good point and one I've thought through over time is, you know, our space, <clears throat> excuse me, the technology space, it moves really, really fast. And what ends up happening is people find themselves in situations where they just don't know. You know, they don't know what they don't know. And yep. and I think the cloud is cl- a clear example of that. And I think what's happening is, you know, there's a great deal of adoption, very, very rapid adoption. And actually now with Corona that's even accelerated. So we're seeing much more of that, you know, and that actually, I I can see that being, you know, a conversation for us down the road in terms of, you know, how that sort of cross-section between Corona and cloud adoption and what happened in that moment in time, because clearly there's been, you know, you and I know from our own daily experiences that there's been very rapid adoption in the cloud since, you know, COVID hit. Um, But, you know, like with this accelerated adoption, there is just you know tremendous amount of you know the 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 term that we find ourselves using is waste you know because you know how people fall that find themselves into the cloud the way they adopt the cloud um you know they again they don't know what they don't know and they're you know they're finding themselves maybe consuming more than they need to or configuring things in a way that they shouldn't and as a result there's waste. And that's just one example, you know, but I think that's very, very typical of the world of technology in that we we adopt quickly without understanding all the many different facets and then there's always some collateral damage. And today with the cloud we see some of that. Um, you know and of course it doesn't mean the cloud's bad. It means that there's just always a better way to do something. And hopefully through our conversations we can call out the best practices that help others um you know in the future you know as they adopt the club
1: yep and we hope to have a little bit of fun as well so yeah you know yeah you know, elliot's a big cubs fan i love college football so we'll, you know we'll, we'll have fun with this and and t- talk about different topics but it is a a great opportunity um hopefully to get to know us a little bit better and um hopefully make all of us smarter at the same time so looking forward to
0: it yes the uh what are you, what's going to happen with college football
1: <laughs> well i think some are going to some are trying to play because it's so important financially and others are just said no nope, we're good we're going to try it um you know later when the pandemic isn't so strong but um actually it starts this weekend so i believe the first college football game is maybe even tomorrow yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i know a lot of getting with uh, With students getting back on campus, um, I think we're going to see if uh, the COVID p- protocols really stand up so it's going to yeah. be very interesting with college football. I know professional football is a little bit more in a bubble and they can secure it a little bit. but I have concerns for college football and having a hundred college kids play another hundred college kids every weekend and try to uh, try to stop a virus is i don't think makes a lot of sense
0: there and there's no fans right i i know obviously yeah and and i gotta tell you just sort of as a you know baseball guy trying to watch the games it's you know it's wanting you know you know just not having the fans just affects
1: it really is you know and i
0: hate to say it because i love the game you know and i and i imagine the guys are having a great time playing the game but there's just something about that dynamic and all the energy that's coming from that experience that it's sad i actually was my I saw my daughter last night. This is what happens, by the way. I know Bob; you know this. Our all of our kids moved out. Yep. This you know, and so this is my wife and I. It's our first week as empty nesters, and so it's gotten to the point within like five days that we were desperate enough to see our one of our kids. So we drove downtown to see our daughter, which is you know how how fast did that happen? And she lives right next to Wrigley, which I'm jealous. Oh wow! Course. You know, I I really you know like if it could be a Freaky Friday and I could change with a kid. Said, I think I'd, I probably would change with my daughter which would is another storyline altogether but you know like she she lives right like two blocks from Wrigley so we were you know out there and you know it, it's almost a little sad you know you're driving by Wrigley and there's you know there are people there but it's not the same it's not a summer baseball day you know and that energy's not there so anyway i I'm having an ADhd moment but that 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 you know I, I hope that the college football thing can Rebound from that a bit, you know. I hope that it's different. I hope that the game can still be fun, even though we're not seeing the fans. But I don't know. Um, actually, bringing it back to technology and all this, and I can connect the dots here for a second. So, we our youngest son just went to University of Arizona, and I read an article. So, because I I saw University of Arizona in the newsfeed last night. Turns out this is really kind of fascinating. Turns out that they've been testing the wastewater at university of arizona dorms for corona and they in this testing process they identified that there was corona within the wastewater within a particular dorm and they were immediately able to go back to the students within the dorm this is all like yesterday and find the two students that were testing positive they were asymptomatic and they were able to immediately pull them out of you know the dorm and put them into a dorm that's a quarantine dorm so through this method, it's almost like they got ahead of what would have been an outbreak. Because if those two students had been just walking around the dorm, you know, you know, that would have ended up creating exponential you know, exposure, yes. I guess. Yes. So, you know, fascinating to me that they are able to use that sort of testing treatment to get ahead of it. And, of course, I'm happy to hear that because my kid's there. Right. But, you know, I, you know, if we want to pull this back to the cloud, I, I'm going to guess somewhere behind the scenes is – you know some sort of cloud infrastructure that's doing the math behind some of the testing but I don't know that but that would be in you know some sort of application to all this yep. um, so anyway I found that interesting and a little bit comforting given where my kid is but yeah, that no, was wow. yeah. that, that's Isn't that's that,
1: really crazy I mean that, to be able to target the the two people that that's just amazing to me that is I, I love when people think out of the box like that to get yeah. and you have to do that in times like now, right? You have to think differently. You have to um change what you've been doing. Um and you know, when you're you have a university setting that's basically you're handing your child over to, uh having comfort like that, that that they're doing extra means is gotta be very comforting. That's great. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, of course, we can get into the conversation that it's maybe also slightly disturbing that the wastewater is being tested, that <laughs> <laughs> we, we have, you know, you know, it's sort of the flip side to all this, is that with all this technology and with all this insight, no pun intended, um, but with all of it, you know, there is this massive, ex- I don't want to say the word exposure, but reach that's out there in terms of the data's got to come from everywhere, and right. if the data's everywhere, it's being collected everywhere. That's, that's um, so it's interesting, you know, like, where there's this balancing act, and even that's a conversation around the cloud. You know, is that this trade-off between the power of data and then the privacy that comes with it too? You know, I mean, I think all of that is fair game in all of this yep. along the way. Um, so let me ask you this: you know, like if you were to talk through who we are trying to have this conversation with, who the audience is, and all this, and of course we want to say it's everybody, but it, you know, it's not always everybody. Who do you think is right. going to benefit most from our our sessions,
1: you know, I, I to me it's the people within organizations that are cloud curious, and really understanding what um, what cloud means to them, right? Because when when you're sitting and you're trying to be strategic about your IT organization, whether you you're a DBA and you're thinking about SQL, or you're a CIO. And you're thinking, how can I take costs out of my business, right? Um, You know, everyone's going to point cloud, cloud, cloud. And yes, that makes sense. But how does it make sense? And what are the specifics, things that you need to do to protect yourself to make sure you're not overspending on the cloud or making the wrong move from a strategic standpoint? So um, I like to think of the people that are really interested in the cloud, learning more about it. Um, you know, we obviously get to see hundreds, if not thousands, of different customers that are have different cloud journeys. And I can tell you, everyone has a different one, right? And we've seen best practices. We've seen people struggle. Um, we've seen issues. And we've seen huge successes. And what we want to do is, is try to help you with those decisions so that you can make the right ones for your business. Um, no matter if you have, you know... Uh, a general store and have four employees, or you have a uh, hundred thousand employees. Um, being able to make that right strategic decision for you, uh, hopefully, helps you sleep at night. That's who I think the target audience is. What yeah, no, I think
0: yeah, I think I love that term, cloud curious. Um, I I do I do, uh, I because I think that there's so much to cover with this very um, ubiquitous, you know, a nebulous thing that's the cloud, which I guess is self-serving. You I mean, the term cloud, you know, it's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's so much, you know, to me, I think there's so much creativity that can be tied to a cloud conversation. It unlocks futures that I think otherwise... Are not there, you know, and I and I feel as if there's an opportunity to have those conversations as well, you know. And I think about entrepreneurs, you know, at, at any kind of level, you know, in the sense that there are business models today that are possible that would have never been possible without the cloud, you know, yep. because of things like, you know, capital. I don't have the capital to build a data center to support this business, you know, right? Or you know, I mean, I, I and I and I'd love to be able to stretch some of these conversations in that direction where. You know we're pulling forward. You know those sort of very, you know, very amazing stories where creativity has taken over because the cloud's given them a canvas to do it. You know, and I I want to help people understand what that future could look like. Um, to me, that's an awful lot of fun. You know, and I think that there's also technologies that are now available to us. You know, take the take the capital outside of it. You know, there are technologies that the cloud pulls forward to us that we have now that are now accessible to any kind of business that otherwise wouldn't have been. You know, and I think of things like, you know, the Internet of Things and artificial intelligence and, you know, the type of processing power that the cloud provides that, you know, you would not be able to build as an individual entity or not be able to put in the, you know, you wouldn't have the research and development budget to create the kind of IP that's already been created that you just need to tap into, and leverage in a way that fits your future, or your business, or your personal mission. And I think providing exposure to all that can lend itself to a tremendous conversation with a lot of different, really fascinating people that, again, you and I get a chance to talk to very frequently, That, that and I will say, as a sort of a public service announcement for those folks that are looking to get into a technology career. You know, there are wonderful benefits to being in technology, and one of them is that you're almost constantly surrounded by very, very smart people that have tremendous thoughts, really creative ideas, and it puts you in these forward-thinking conversations all the time. And you're, you know, the, the customer conversations that I've had in my career are gifts you know, in the sense that I've been exposed to just tremendous worlds that otherwise I don't think I would have because I was in technology. So think about that, folks, youngsters out there that want to go into the technology space. That's a good reason to do it yeah, yeah, without a, like yeah without a yeah without
1: a doubt, I mean it, we and and from time to time, we'll bring folks that we know on here and maybe interview them and talk a little bit about their experience because spreading um spreading great ideas and best practices and their intelligence is always a great thing, so we will bring folks in and and let them talk about their expertise and experience, but um this cloud is a wide open area, and it's um you know, this, there's a lot of things to learn here. We learn every day. Elliot and I learn something new every day about the cloud and what our customers do with it. And just like he was saying, that is exciting. Um, you know, helping people through COVID situations um, and having the Azure or AWS being the crutch for that is really important. So we're yeah, going to share mean, some we'll of the see- stories as well.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I think the COVID thing is fascinating. It relates to the cloud because let's just imagine a world where we didn't have the cloud and we had a COVID scenario. You yeah. know, so a we wouldn't be able to process the the data anywhere near the way we're processing data. I'm sure of that. You yeah. know, that, that 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 we are benefiting today in ways that we don't understand because data is being processed through the the sort of the aggregate power of the cloud. I'm confident that that's true, um, and worth maybe doing some research to really have more conviction around that but i mean i believe it and then the other thing is just think about our ability to communicate throughout our country in a way that's helping us and sometimes hurting us clearly you know i mean i think it cuts both ways you know clearly the you know Social media, you know, exists because of the cloud. I would argue that, too. You know, social media is there because of the cloud, and it's because of social media that we can communicate in the ways that we do today. And in some ways, that ability to communicate is helping us in some manner, you know, get information out to our community that's helping us protect the community. In some cases not. I mean, in some cases we could have a huge conversation about disinformation and the dysfunction that the social media cloud brings. But you know, our world today and responding in our response to COVID as, you know, a global community is absolutely impacted by the cloud. Yep. And that could be an episode unto itself, you know, I think sure. perhaps. Yeah. Um so just really in terms of definition around the cloud. You know, I I think we're primarily talking about the public cloud, you know, and and when we say the public cloud, we're talking about usually three platforms. That's the Microsoft Azure platform, um, AWS, of course, Amazon's AWS, Amazon Web Services, and then, you know, what what you and I would refer to as GCP or the uh, the globe, (laughs) Google Cloud. and that would be what most people term the public cloud. Am I missing anything on that? No, there there are
1: definitely other ones, but those are the three main players and obviously the market shares with AWS and Azure. So um, I think you know a lot of what we'll talk about, our expertise is in Microsoft, so maybe a little bit bent towards Azure, but we're also gonna talk about AWS and Google as well. Google is definitely, trying to gain a bunch of share and being pretty aggressive out there. So we'll definitely um, include them in the party. But I think it's really a three cloud, public cloud kind of conversation right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then along the way, and I think it's also fair, just in terms of, again, you know, definition to help people understand some of the things we'll talk about um, is this notion of, let's call it a hybrid cloud, right? And, you know, when we say that, what we're talking about is, this this sort of combination of a public cloud and then a private cloud infrastructure working together. Um, so for those that may be learning, you know, when we talk about private cloud, we're talking about uh, a a collective data center that's been you know propped up, provisioned, and managed by a single entity, a private entity, a business, if you will, um, and you know, using the same sort of cloud-based design and architecture but not held not owned by the public cloud meaning you know AWS Azure Google uh, one that's not maybe multi-tenant I would I would argue that that's a facet of a private cloud um, but that's my own definition am I missing anything there
1: no I think you're, you're absolutely right right a private cloud at the way I think about it is one that an organization manages um, Yeah, not unlike uh, a portal or what have you, but a public cloud is one that everybody and your brother cannot be on, but you have what feels like a separate uh, little piece of it. So you uh, gain all of the benefits of being with everybody else from a, a dollar standpoint, but you also get the enhanced security and everything else that comes with it. So. That's how I kind of like to think about it in my
0: head. Right. And then and then there are organizations that have both, and they call them a That's hybrid right. cloud. Yep. And then how, how do you manage all that? So I think, you know, all of that stuff will be in the in the dialogue for us over time. Um, so, you know, it's clear as you talk more about this topic, there's just so many different, um, you know, intersections of data, so many different places for us to go in the conversation. It's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. So I guess, you know, w- in terms of our next episode being our first episode that's outside of this introductory episode. Um, it I, sounds like our, we're going we're gonna to be focusing on attacking cloud waste. Does that sound right?
1: Perfect. It
0: sounds All right. perfect. And when we say cloud waste, maybe it's a, what, what would be a good teaser for us on this?
1: You know, just overspending, right? Um, the analogy I give clients is the cloud right now is a little bit like when we first got our cell phones. Right. And when we first got our cell phones, we didn't know if our bill was going to be, you know, $25 a month or $500 a month, right, because of usage. Um, A lot of customers feel that way about the cloud right now. So how can we be smart about um, moving to the cloud? And then how can we understand once we get there that we're not overspending?
0: Yeah. And there is a tremendous amount of this out there um, to the tune of billions of dollars. So there's, you know, again, the, in the times that we live with the economy having been impacted, you know, by the pandemic, um, you know, every dollar matters, every dollar counts. And, you know, if you can really pull in some spend because you're more attentive to governing your current cloud environment. It's going to help you become more strategic in the future, and there is ample opportunity for lots of organizations there, and and we'll talk about that. Um, so good, Any so that's. I mean, I think Bob' mission accomplished in terms yeah, of this that's, discussion. I, yeah,
1: it's a wrap. I think we've got a great platform. Hopefully, it'll be interesting to the audience, and uh, we can
0: give this a go. Excellent. All right, folks, we'll look forward to talking to you many, many times in the future. Already, we got to we got to come up with a tagline. Oh yes, yeah. a, like ending, you know. And that's the way it was today. A home run. (laughs) A
1: (laughs) walk-off.
0: All right, folks. Have a good one.
1: Thank you.